Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you're absolutely right about something but others don't believe you, Sometimes the only way you can prove it to them is with some malicious compliance. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, malicious compliance that will probably only make me feel better, but I don't care. Really long back, but it makes sense in the end. So at work a few months ago, I was written up for various reasons. Also during this time, I was being forcibly removed from my department and put in a different one with no change in job, title, or pay. Now, my new supervisor is someone who used to be a director of a different department, and we do not see eye to eye on a lot of things. But as my superior, I usually end up smiling and nodding. But you can ask anyone, he does not like me. Because I help people in other departments when they have questions and like to talk to the floor staff when we're slow. It was for one, I spoke to a couple employees that I was training in a matter I found professional and direct, as they were struggling to learn the job, but they thought it was mean for basically asking them to do their jobs. I offered additional training, which I thought was nice because it wasn't my job to train them in the first place. They refused. Their manager and supervisor felt the same as me because they ended up getting fired. Two, one employee was avoiding me because when I made baked goods for the staff, he ate over half of them. So I made more and asked if he would let the other ones get ones first. He came to my office four times within 10 minutes joking about stealing a treat. This being on a very stressful week, hence my baking, that on the fifth visit, I asked him if he would please stop coming in every half hour asking about the treats, and that if there were any left at the end of the day, I would be happy to give to him, but my office mate and I are really stressed and need to focus. I did offer him the leftovers at the end of the day, which he turned them down, but apparently he was avoiding me and that came out in his annual review, which was then told to HR. Three... I'm accused of being the office gossip, like when I come to HR and tell her when there's an issue with a staff member because they were too scared to come to her themselves, or when I tell a VP my sincere concerns about what might happen when privileged information is released to the full staff. That's apparently gossip here, and honestly I do gossip to an extent, but mostly vent, and I do it as much as every other staff member, and far less than some. But the reasons behind the write-ups are not rational. And since the write-up though, I've avoided being in the know on any office drama or talking about any happenings. I'm usually the last to know now, walking around on eggshells. This all happened back at the beginning of the year, and the incidents behind the write-up happened last year. At some point, my manager was told by HR and our supervisor that I needed to watch some HR training videos to, I don't know, learn from my behavior. So I was asked to watch videos on the following topics. Working well with everyone, parts 1 to 5, microaggressions, workplace bullying for employees, being the gossip, and then pick three more that were thematically similar. Cue the malicious compliance. I watched all the videos in question. 
I watched more than three others. I watched eight, and I found them all fitting. They were advocating for equal pay for equal work, retaliation against discrimination, communicating with respect and professionalism, how to talk to your boss, how to work with someone you dislike, neurodiversity, what is neurodiversity? Neurodiversity, working with neurodiverse people, neurodiversity, misconceptions about neurodiversity. Anyways, can't wait to find out if I'm getting written up tomorrow for insubordination. Honestly, it would be humorous if I got fired, mainly because they can't function without me. I've trained half the office staff. Obviously, OP thinks their importance to this company is very high. I just wonder if that line of thinking, if there aren't behaviors that kind of rub off on people the wrong way. I mean, I just find it hard to believe that OP is this wonderful worker that trained half of the office staff that HR feels the need to try to keep under control. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, you don't need a company phone. I was reminded of this when I read another post about company phones. Some background, I worked at a smaller factory where I was the logistics and purchasing manager. The problem area was on the logistics side of things. Anyone who has had to deal with trucking brokers or companies understand that things don't always work out as planned. So it goes without saying that I would get calls pretty much 24-7 on my personal cell. So I go to my boss and say since I'm basically on call 24-7, I should get a company phone. He said you don't really need a company phone since most of your calls came during normal business hours, which was true on the purchasing side but not on the truck side which I told him. So anyway I left that meeting with the understanding that I was expected to take care of all business calls during normal hours. Well here's the malicious compliance. Come Friday after all my trucks were set up for the weekend and it's time to go home, I put my phone on mute and didn't answer a single call from trucking companies or brokers all weekend. I polish my resume in anticipation of my termination. Anyway, Monday morning rolls around and yep, first thing the boss calls me into a conference call with HR. I'm ready for the hammer to drop. Boss asks me why pickups and drops were not on time or picked up at all. I said I don't know because I didn't answer any calls from vendors since it was outside normal business hours. HR asked, has this happened often? Boss says, not often, but does from time to time. HR says, well, what happened this weekend? Boss says, I'll let him explain it. I go through the whole company phone thing with HR. HR says, so if we get you a phone, this won't happen again. I say I can't guarantee loads won't get dropped, but I can tell you that it'll never be this bad because I can work on solutions as they come up instead of having to chase them on Monday morning. HR tells boss, get him a phone. Well, a good rule of thumb generally is when you're not on company time, as long as you're working a job that has, you know, normal working hours, you should be more than allowed to turn off your phone and not have to deal with anything work related. I hate the idea that you have to be reachable at all times. Our next story is, can't work in your department anymore? Okay. This was a few years ago. I work in a very busy, medium-sized hospital. I was working as a CAT scan tech in an x-ray, having permanent shifts every week in both departments. I decided to keep my hours in x-ray and give up my permanent hours in CAT scan and ask to stay per diem. The two departments had different managers. I gave a written notice of my intent, including my desire to stay on per diem as I knew CAT scan was forever understaffed. 
After a few weeks went by, I emailed the manager of CatScan and asked if I needed to reapply as per diem, or could I just start saying yes to request to work in his department? No reply. I let one to two weeks go by and still I heard nothing, so I called him and he bumbled around saying that he'd look into it, but he felt he has plenty of staff to cover all the shifts, but it shouldn't be an issue to hire me back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. After a few more weeks went by, the head cat scan tech who handled the schedule, asked me to work the next day because there was no one else to ask. I stated, the big boss hasn't given me the green light, so I can't. To which he responded, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it. Come Monday morning, my former manager calls me as soon as he gets in to tell me I no longer work for him. And though he appreciates me helping, I'm not allowed to pick up shifts in CatScan. To which I replied, no worries, it'll never happen again. Fast forward one and a half years, and the shortage was so much worse. The manager was frantically trying to find someone to cover a shift that someone had just called out for. You guessed it. The idiot had the balls to call me and ask me to work it. I simply replied, I can't. I don't work for you. I've never been so satisfied in my life. What really confuses me is I wonder how many people that work for them are like, can I help out? Can I work here? And for them to have somebody that's so interested in wanting to help out and work in that department, for them to go, nah, can't possibly make that work, it's just weird. Our next story is, customer does not want to approve expense report for going less than 1% over when taking a client to dinner. Okay then. So I was on an offsite short term, not really short, project. Coming from one of the cheapest to live countries in Europe, and staying for months in Singapore, project location, I had found some places that I could be eating for pretty cheap and the food was good and within my taste palette. We were getting, let's say a random number, $60 per day for food expenses, but I was spending somewhere around $25 to $30 on average, with the highest ever getting to just under $50. Short project going long, drawn over 10 months by the point of the story, and our customer's client is raising a ton of issues. 70% of them, not really an issue. Discussed this a few times with some guys in my company, and a manager told me to take the client out for a dinner and some drinks. You would confirm the extra expense. Just be careful to not go too much overboard on the expense. Specifically asked what that means, and he told me try not to go over $200 to $250. We go out and neither me nor the client really drink much, so we end up having some food and a drink each. 
The guys at the restaurant know me well by that point, and almost always do some rounding on the bill or bring something extra to the table on the house, and with them bringing plenty finger food, I end up with a bill of $60.68, number adjusted to the random number above, but yes, about 70 cents above the daily limit, way below the 200 plus allowance for that. End of month, I send the report in and put a special note for that day and night. Expense report goes through my company with no problems, but the customer, our company's customer, flags that receipt up as not acceptable and not to be covered. They put me in direct communication with the customer and I explain, nope, not accepted, not covered. Talk again with my company and tell them the situation and that manager X advised me to do so as well as mentioned he would confirm. But unfortunately the guy is out sick, COVID and the flu, and not to return for at least two weeks. That customer must have this settled by the 15th of the month and he wants to hear specifically from the manager that I was advised to act in such a way and approved by that manager for him to cover it. This is getting crazy and out of hand. So my boss, owner of our company, just covers it from his side. The full $60.68, not just the $0.68. Customer says no receipt that goes over the $60 limit will be approved. Unfortunately for me, the customer is local to Singapore and he randomly drops in at the job site and I get to see him the day after the resolution above and all comments were written in emails. Face to face I tell him, you do realize that I spent on average less than $27 a day from the allowed $60 a day. This was laughable to be denied. He probably was offended and he yells at me again the no receipts over $60 will be covered. Well, cue malicious compliance. At all three places that I eat every day for the past 10 months, they agree to print $60 receipts every time I eat at their place. They even agree to split in half the remaining value between me and a tip to the server. I had requested for the entire amounts to go to the servers as tips as I just cared for the petty revenge, but apparently all of them felt a 100% tip every day is uncomfortable for them. Next month's expense report is sent out and the customer calls me directly seething and asks why every single daily receipt is at $60 from a specific date onwards. I just reply with, no receipts over $60 will be covered so I have to fit my meals within the allowance. He called to complain to my company, but the relevant person told him that they didn't understand and to please explain what agreement was broken. He never came back as far as I know. I continued charging the max for the remaining two months there, netting me a cool $700 and even better service. Food and chef experiments that were otherwise only internal to the staffs of the restaurants. To be honest, I had to pay in having to deal with the idiot customer even more after that, but he was a handful before it as well. I can say that that project took at least a year off of my life with all the stress and nerves. When you get that much kickback over 68 cents, you're kind of just motivated to do something to get back at their money-grubbing butts, right? Especially when they say to your face, nope, you went 68 cents over, I'm not covering any of it. Yeah, okay. Our next story is, punish me for being right? Good luck. Over a decade ago, I was a material handler at a manufacturing company. Pretty tedious work breaking down large batches of materials into smaller manageable quantities for the workers. 
Gotta keep every station supplied, well organized, and order materials to meet future quotas. One day I notice a new lot of parts are out of spec. They're too small, and will damage the final product, causing it to fail testing later. This part comes in lots between 5,000 to 30,000, depending on what was ordered, and past inspection from the supplier. I put a hold on the lot of 25,000, emailed the appropriate people, follow procedure. Looking through the system, I realize we only have about 1,000 on hand. One more lot in the warehouse for 7,000. This is enough for one week. I place another order for 30,000, we usually get 25. It takes two weeks to get, another week for cleaning and polishing. I send off another email informing of the shortage and how it will impact production. The only response I got was, we'll look into it. After we ran out of parts, I was ordered to take the out-of-spec parts off hold. I refused, an engineer hadn't cleared them. The engineer was on vacation out of town, and the other didn't know. A few days later, some random engineer from another department told me they were good, and I was forced to release the lot. I got a verbal warning for insubordination, and relieved of my material handler duties, got put back on production. Two weeks later, all the parts started failing. Two weeks worth of about 110 people's labor, machine time, untold tens, possibly hundreds of thousands of individual parts wasted. Chaos erupts, mandatory overtime set, and I'm just smiling. About two months go by, 4th of July weekend coming up, and I've got a five-day weekend with PTO. Managers tried to cancel, but I already had it approved in January. Almost everyone in the room was going to be working the 5th and 6th, Friday and Saturday. People were quitting left and right, being forced to work 60 hours burned them out. Since we'd been working these few special machines so hard on overtime, the material was running out that it used to spray on the parts. To replace it, it required a three-day cycle in which we usually happened on a Friday to Sunday, every couple of months. We were about a week ahead of schedule with the overtime. I knew it, but no one else was paying attention. I decided to take a half day on Tuesday so I could leave during the team leads meeting that I used to be a part of. On my way out, I mentioned this little problem. A couple of them ran to confirm. I grabbed a soda and left. Got a text from a coworker. They ran out of material Wednesday morning. Everyone got a four day weekend like they were supposed to. 10 people, including myself, quit on Monday. Moral of the story, don't mess with the people that do all your future planning if you can't do it yourself. You gotta love that OP was over here literally holding the walls up and it's like these people came along with their little plastic baseball bat and started just whacking OP in the knee saying, come on, let those walls go, come on. Whole thing just went full on crash and burn. But with that being said... That's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 